Ще. Yes, Brookin. I think you can, we can start. Uh, we are starting this meeting today with a sad note because of the disaster which happened in KZN. We are paying solidarity to the two provinces, KZN as well as uh, Western Cape, where hundreds of houses have been uh, burned. Uh, thanks to the president and his team for having being proactive as well as the leadership of the province in KZN. Uh, your injury is our injury in the country. We believe God will assist us to move out from this situation. It's painful. We are still requesting that those who have got something must lay a hand to that particular province using all means to assist and uh, our condolences to all families who have lost their loved ones. The number is too high. We're not happy about that. Uh, you are all welcome into this meeting. The purpose of the meeting is to get briefing from the department on the progress with organizational structure of the department, which is a matter which has been long overdue. Um, again, also to get a briefing from the, the agency CEDA on their annual performance and budget plans of 2022. 2023 financially. Without any waste of time, I will move to item two. You are warmly welcome. Roll call and apologies. Can you take us through, King? <laughs> mm, uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, uh, Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Members. Uh, good morning, uh, Chairperson of the the board leader. Good morning, uh, uh, TG. Good morning, uh, Honorable Minister. Uh, both ministers from the Minister of Small Business Development and Minister of uh, 
Department of Public Service and Administration. Good morning, the uh, chairpersons of the board, uh, CEOs and colleagues from the from Parliament and from the departments. Chairperson, uh, what I have uh, realized and admitted in the platform, it's your Honorable Suela, uh, Honorable Kroka, Honorable Tromelang, Honorable Mtenjane, Honorable April, Honorable Hendricks, Honorable Matulelo, Honorable Jacobs, and uh, Honorable T. Villiers. I've received a note that uh, Honorable Mieni will be joining in 15 minutes' time. And then I have the apology of Honorable Zumula, who is with the PC of Minerals and Energy. They are conducting oversight in Mosul Bay. And then I also received uh, an apology of late logging in of the Deputy Minister, who this office indicated that he was flying from uh, KZN to Johannesburg. So he will join around the half past 10 as soon as he, he lands. Uh, I had also received that the minister was in the first meeting, but uh, he, he managed to come back and join this meeting. So those are the members that I have identified, Chair and the apologies that I have uh, received. Uh, I will hand it back to you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Let's note the apologies. We all know the disaster which occurred in KZN. And appreciate those who have logged in because without you, there is no move. So I would request any member to move for the adoption of the agenda which is before us. You will assist me, King. Chairperson, it's yes. Honorable Hein April. I move mm -hmm. for the adoption of the agenda as it is presented. Thank you, Honorable April. A mover. And then can I invite a seconder? Second, second, thank you, Honorable Kruger, for having second the agenda. Let's move. Uh, the next item is consideration and adoption of 2022 second term committee program. I'm inviting you, King, to present the program. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I'll share the program. I should think it should be visible. It is. Okay. Chairperson, firstly, we'll try to indicate that this is the draft program that has been crafted in line with the parliamentary program uh, for, second, for 2022 second term. And then uh, of importance in this term, I should highlight to the members that it is more the initial part of it, it is concentrated on the budget votes. As we know that we have to receive the strategic plans, annual plans and budget plans for the departments 
interrogate them and then uh, develop and produce a budget vote uh, report, which then is being uh, sent to the House. Hence, then this week has been assigned for committees and oversight. However, we opted for considering or for having committees since then we are pressed with time that as we are starting with these briefings by the 4th of May, we are supposed to adopt the report, which will be debated. The budget for debate will be on the 10th of May. Hence, then we opted for sitting for these uh, presentations, and then we see the oversight in the coming future when the, that slot has been opened. So today, Chair, we have invited, it's the briefing on the finalis- on the progress, on the finalizing of the structure of the small business development by the Public Service and Administration, which has been a long-standing issue uh, where the department has not yet uh, uh, briefed the committee on what is the final structure, which then will inform the acronym of the department. Uh, after the TPSA, then we'll get the briefing on the 2022 23 strategic plan, annual performance plan, and budget plan of small enterprise development uh, agency. Then uh, on the on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, we will be getting a briefing on the strategic plan, annual performance plan. You are not audible. I can't hear you, King. <clears throat> On tomorrow, Wednesday, the 20th of April, we'll be getting the briefing from the a Small Enterprise Finance Agency, which is CIFA, on the 22-23 Strategic Annual Performance and Budget Plans. Then, the coming on the 4th of May, the committee had planned that it will be considering and adopting the 2022-23 Budget Vote uh, Report of the department and then on the 10th of may the department will be debating the budget vote which is budget vote 36 of the department of small business development then on the 11th of may we'll be expecting to get the performance report of quarter four of 2021-22 of the department and the agencies. And then on the 18th of May, Chairperson would uh, plan that we'll get the progress with the petition of the independent field technicians so that you can uh, finalize the matter. Then on the 25th of May, we'll be having a briefing on the public procurement as an enabler to start, build, and grow businesses. Then on the 1st of June, we'll be trying to get a, a briefing on custom, customized enterprise and supply development that improves procurement agility. Then on the 8th of uh, June, we'll be uh, expecting to get a productive credit and economic growth, the role of the banking credit providers and DFI sector in granting access to credit. And then on the 15th of June, we'll be expecting to get a briefing on uh, uh, enhancing the contribution of small business in times of crisis. That is, we'll be looking at the 
stakeholder perspective analysis on how today I think that. Then uh, the constituency period will start on the 20th of June up until... I can't hear you, Kim. The constituency period will then start on the 20th of June up until the 15th of August. So, Chairperson, this is the, the program that we have crafted. And then uh, I will make try to draw your attention to the fact that the department has uh, written a letter to the Chairperson indicating that they had not been ready, that some they were ready, but that some information that they wanted to include in their strategic plan and annual performance plan. Hence, they have not yet uh, tabled it in Parliament, and that is why it is not reflecting in the program. So we are still trying to get the date where the department will table and also get the briefing, which then it has to be before the 4th of May, uh, so that we the information from the department can be included in the report of the budget for report. So, Chairperson, uh, this is what we can say, not unless we can uh, via you request uh, Mr. Kumete if he has anything to add on what I've said, especially on the latter part of the program. Mr. Kumete. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Braking. Morning, Chairperson. Morning, Honorable Members. Uh, Chairperson, Ubraking has covered me. Uh, the latter part of the program will basically be a, um, a continuation of the work uh, that we started doing at the beginning of the sixth parliament, where we looked at, uh, say, four to five uh, critical issues of interest to small enterprise sector. Um, uh, such as the access to finance, access to markets, uh, the, the, the bureaucratic red tape, and others. So, Chair, we've got a list of uh, invitees. Uh, we'll be extending an invitation to them to come and brief or present to the Portfolio Committee uh, with a view to making a recommendation to the Department of Small Business Development. So, Chair, in short, Upra King has covered me. I'm not going to waste time. Um, we'll discuss this, uh, Chairperson, closer to the meetings. Thank you. Uh, thank uh, you, Osmo. Chairperson? Yes, uh, Kim. So that's the program that we have crafted. Uh, uh, and lastly, uh, my, my, I apologize that uh, I've uh, made a uh, mistake can I please be corrected to say I would like to also acknowledge the Deputy Minister of uh, Public Services and Administration, Dr. Chane Pilane. Uh, uh, I made a mistake by just uh, not seeing uh, his name. So I would like to acknowledge Dr. Chane Pilane, the Deputy Minister of uh, Deputy of uh, Department of Public Service and uh, Administration, who is in the platform. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, all our ministers and deputy ministers.
Uh, I warmly welcome in this meeting. Your presence means a lot to us because to be able to monitor, to do oversight in your departments where you've been deployed as political lead, your presence is required. So we appreciate your presence today. It will make also our life easier. Here is the... The, the program before us, can I have comments from members, if any? Chairperson? Yes. There's a hand of uh, Honorable Kruger and Honorable Matulelo. Okay. In that order? In the Honorable Jacobs. All right. In that order? Honorable Kruger. Thank you, Madam uh, Chair, and uh, good morning, all colleagues. And thank you for the um, proposed draft program. Madam Chair, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, the fact that this committee, especially in the sixth parliament, we don't discuss cooperatives. Um, as intense as we should. And I was wondering if we can't slot in uh, a day and and ask the committee advisor to uh, just bring back the uh, study report to Spain um, where, where the committee... Uh, visited uh, cooperatives in Spain, very successful cooperative, I must say. Um, just to remind us again about the importance of cooperatives, um, if if that is okay. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Your request is noted. Uh, Honorable Matulelo. Honorable Matulele, can you hear me? King, is she still on the platform? Yes, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Am I hear. audible? Yes, you are. You can hear me. Oh, all right, all right, Chair. No. You are audible, Honorable Member. Can you speak, please? My concern about uh, my concern uh, because the minister is with us here. I just want to know because this program is the same thing that you are complaining about. Is the program of the cabinet changed or uh, are we still going to continue to have meetings same time, same days? Because we, we, we are concerned about the minister not attending our meetings. So before adoption of the of of this whole program. Uh, let us amend, please. Let us hear from the minister which day or which time. If it's Wednesday, we can hold them in in the afternoon. We can't talk one thing same time. Always we're complaining about same thing. Thank you, uh, Chair. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Ma. Matulelo, Honorable Jacobs. <laughs> Thank you, Chair, and uh, good morning and greetings to everybody on the platform. 
um, I would like to move for the adoption of the agenda, but I think uh, just to uh, to latch on to Honourable Kruger, I also agree that we need to create a slot for cooperatives. Um, so the study, the uh, study tour of Spain is a good start, but if I can just add that we look at uh, what is happening in the cooperative space, um, uh, so we get uh, our advisors to give us a sense of where we're coming from cooperatives, what has happened, uh, some of the challenges, and what is happening currently in the cooperative space. I think there's a lot of lessons for us to be learned from cooperatives, how it was done in the past. And I think there's a there's a rationale for us to try to give cooperatives uh, uh, opportunity to grow in this space. So I, I support that notion. And with that, Chair, I, I move for the adoption of this agenda. Thank you. Thank you. The program has been adopted with those inputs. I believe our officials will do the right thing. Um, on the issue of Honorable Matulela, can we get a briefing from King, not from SMU, on how are we going to, to move? Because it's an item which is... I believe you can assist us in this regard uh, on how do we deal with the slot from the Office of Chair of Chairs. Uh, I may allow the minute to say something. Thank you, Chair. Uh, with regard to the meeting slot, all the all committees are given the meeting slots from the office of the chief whip and from the office of the house chairperson. So the small business development has been given Wednesday as their meeting slot. So as for today that we're meeting on a Tuesday, it only happens when the parliamentary program has been scheduled as the committee week. However, we have to apply to the office of the chairperson, of the house chairperson for a slot if we, if we the committee would like to meet outside its meeting slot. So it only happens on, on, on that uh, uh, environment. What informs that also is that some members of committees, they share committees. So that is why we can't just meet at any time. We have to align the program according to our meeting slot. Last time we met on Friday, we had to apply to the House Chairperson and also indicate that how many members do we have in our committee who are sharing the committees. Because Fridays has been scheduled for joint committees and then other days have been scheduled for different committees. Then meeting in the afternoon, we cannot meet in the afternoon because normally when, like on Wednesday, normally after in the afternoon, it is the day for plenaries, whereby most of the time it, it's the questions is either to the deputy president or to the president. So that is how uh, committees are scheduled. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Kumete can add if I have uh, missed something. So the only thing that can be done is to... Uh, talk to the minister because they are also having 
their cabinet meeting on Wednesday. So that is what we have to jangle uh, and then with it. So we can't just say we are shifting the date and let's decide to meet on this particular day. We have to honor according to our meeting slot that has been assigned to the committee. Thank you, Chair. Anything, Mr. Kumet? No, no, Parking. I'm, I'm covered. Thanks. Thank you, Chair. Um, I think it's something which we are still going to jungle around, as Brakeen has said. I considered it because it's a, it has been a, a concern to many, many members about uh, the appearance of the minister. Uh, after those uh, discussions with the House Chairperson as well as the Chief Hope, we'll inform them the committee on how are we going to move forward. Honorable Matulela, I'm going to close it in that way. It's something which we are busy dealing with it. I don't think that the minister can, because this is pure administrative liberty. It goes hand in hand with uh, protocols. We can't just decide. I can't decide as the chairperson. We can't decide as the committee. It needs to go through those channels. In that order, Chairperson, there's the end of Honorable Kruger. I don't know whether it's a legacy end or it's with what to Is it a legacy end? No, no, Madam Chair, on this um, item. Um, mm. And I was wondering um, if the minister is in the house um, and, and maybe she can give us, give us a little bit of feedback how she can strategize. Um, uh, cabinet meetings so that she attend our meetings because I agree 100% with King it's going to be very difficult to move us to a different day because some of us um, serve on different committees and these programs um, already um, worked out for the rest of the term so um, maybe we can just ask the minister if she got something um, maybe up her sleeve so that she can attend our committee meetings. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Before she gets in... Last, lastly, I... Chairperson, lastly yes. Chairperson, maybe we can indicate that the Chairperson and the committee has written to the minister, and so we are still processing that mm -hmm. interaction. Maybe the committee can be informed after the interaction with what the committee has uh, uh, suggested has been exhausted then we can the committee can uh, the chairperson can come back and uh, give the the report to the committee thanks Brakin. Uh, honorable kruger that's what i wanted to say when i say we are busy with the matter because uh, we don't have that authority to can change the slot so i thought i dealt with the matter the minister has got little to to say rather than checking with what we have written to her and come back and report to the portfolio committee, which will also include the 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 wisdom of the chair of chairs as well as the chief. So I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, we, we we may drag her. We we formalize it by writing direct to her office. And after those discussions, and then we'll inform the committee the possibility of moving forward. Thank you.
King, can you go back to our agenda, please? Uh, thank you, Chair. I think it's, it's visible. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who's giving us briefing on this item? Is the Department uh, of Public Service Administration? Yes, Chair. Okay, thank you. Because the leader of the department, political leaders are here, I will just... Um, invite our minister, Minister Nguyesi, just to, to brief, brief us and give us the one who will present the presentation. Honorable Nguyesi. Uh, Chairperson, uh, this is uh, Deputy Minister Dr. Pilani Machaki. Um, Honorable Nguesi is not on the platform. Thank um, you, Deputy. Yes, thank yes, you, actually, my deputy. Thank you, my deputy. You, you, you may do your work. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. So uh, he has actually sent his apology um, due to a prior commitment, uh, but I am here representing him. Uh, let me first acknowledge you, Chairperson, and uh, all... Uh, 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 members of the committee also acknowledge the uh, Minister for uh, Small Business uh, Development, uh, Minister Ndabeni, uh, Deputy Minister. Also acknowledge the team I am with uh, from the Department of Public Service and Administration that is led by the DDG, uh, Linda Tukla. Um, and just to also acknowledge members of the public that are actually participating in this um, portfolio committee uh, meeting this morning. Um, and just say all protocols observed for those that have, I haven't actually managed to identify their names on the list that I'm actually looking at on the platform, from the platform. Um, uh, Chairperson, maybe let me just say, um, as, 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 a, as a start to say that, um, Personally, I am concerned about the length of time that this has actually taken to be concluded. And um, as a Department of Public Service and Administration, we are acknowledging the fact that it has taken a long time and we are putting all that is necessary to actually um, make it possible for the Department of Small Business Development to manage to finally uh, finalize their organizational structure, which is very important in terms of rolling out their mandate. The Department of Small Business um, and, and Development is currently operating on what is called the Startup Organizational Structure, which, is a, which was actually approved by the uh, Minister of Public Service and Administration on the 16th of April, 2015. That's how long ago it is. Following the approval of the startup organizational structure, the department was given a task of developing an organizational structure that would include all functions transferred from the Department of Trade and Industry, as well as input from the Portfolio Committee on Small Business Development. Former Minister of Small Business Development, Honorable Lindy Wesulu, Member of Parliament, presented a co 
consultation request uh, to Minister of Public Service and Administration on the modification to the Department of Small Business Development Organizational Structure in November 2018. Considering the national elections, uh, it is said, in 2019, and the fact that the previous administration was uh, nearing the end, it was then decided to slow down the process. Given the anticipated changes to the government machinery, the then Minister of Public Service and Administration advised that changes to the Department of Small Business Development organizational structure should be postponed until the sixth administration is in place. This was to allow a new executive authority to put creative mind on the configuration of the department. On the 19th of November, 2020, the Department of Small Business Development submitted a pre-consultation request to the Department of Public Service and Administration on the proposed organizational structure. And the findings of the analysis highlighted functional and establishment issues that needs to be addressed before submitting formal requests for concurrence to the Minister of Public Service and Administration, which is something that up to now has not been finalized. Uh, so basically, it's just a matter of looking at process and what could be the barriers to conclusion of this matter. And uh, at the end of the presentation that's going to be given by the DDG, um, Linda Gruta, there will be um, proposal of solutions of trying to circumvent this that we take as a process that is actually unnecessarily took too long for us to actually help the Department of Small Business and Development to manage to finalize the organizational structure. Chairperson, through you, may I request uh, DDG Linda Gruta to uh, make a presentation to the portfolio committee. I thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Deputy Minister. Yes, you may proceed. Uh, good morning, Chair, uh, Ministers, Deputy Ministers, and Honorable Members. Uh, the presentation, Chair, is actually going to be delivered by Mr. Oscar Chivase. Um, he is the one that has been working with the department uh, since 2014. So he has present, uh, drafted the presentation for us and will take us through the, the presentation. Um, so through you, Chair, if I may, um, request uh, Mr. Chivaso to then project the presentation and uh, uh, deliver the presentation to the committee. Thank you, DDG. Mr. Chivaso, proceed, please. Thanks, Chairperson. Morning to Minister. Uh, morning to Deputy Ministers and DG, Honorable Member. My name is Oscar Chivase from the Department of Public Service and Administration, and I'm responsible for organizational uh, design within the public service. So I'll be making a, a presentation uh, that talks to the progress made on the on the organizational structure for the Department of Small Business and Development. I won't bore the panel, the, the committee, with the, the background because the, the DM have already alluded to the, the background. So I'll go straight to the matters at hand on what happens after the, our appearance to the portfolio committee. So after the, 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 our appearance to portfolio committee, 
we have engaged the departments in trying to consolidate all the inputs that were given, provided for by the portfolio committee, uh, and trying to come up with a service delivery model that tend to respond to the organizational structure. So there have been some engagement between the Department for Public Service and Administration, despite that we couldn't finalize the, the proposed organizational structure. So there are some other work that has been done by the departments jointly with the Department of Public Service and Administration on trying to consolidate the two, the two entity, entities, which is CEDA, and then the CIFA work that needs to be done. So we're still awaiting for the departments to finalize the entire process in terms of the coming up with the legislation that talks to uh, one new entities. So from the DPSA side, we've already provided inputs on what needs to be observed, the things that needs to be in place when they do consolidation of all pieces of legislations to form one new uh, portfolio. So on the slide, those are the, the inputs that we provided to the departments that they need to make sure that they're in place for in case like the issues around the service delivery model, which is key, they need to ensure that on the business case to consolidate the two entities, the business case responds to the detailed analysis of what the entity will be doing. How are they going to reach out to their constituency or to the people that they're servicing? So we did give inputs to the departments to say that they did they need to do the detailed cost analysis of the restructuring because it's going to be a very complex process, but already DPSA have traveled the line. So we did provide the department with uh, the documents that will assist them to put everything in place. The approach to organize labor in terms of the PSABC resolution on restructuring on how, how they can go about that. So once the legislation and the business case has been finalized, there will be a formal consultation from Minister of Small Business Development to the Minister of Public Service and Administration in line with the public service uh, regulation. So in, in 2022, the Minister for, for Small Business Development have reached out to the Minister for Public Service and Administration on the advertisement of position, three positions of a deputy director general. So where we indicated that she request, she further requested that she, she want to make amendments in terms of the nomenclatures of those uh, uh, deputy director general post. So we consider that those positions as part of the program uh, positions in a department that are aligned to the budget program structure issued by the DPSA, you know, issued by the National Treasury, which informs how the department will be funded in terms of the different programs that they're going to deliver. So the advice from the Minister for, from, for Public Service and Administration was that the Minister for Small Business need to ensure that because changing of the nomenclatures will have impact on the performer level below deputy director general position, rather look at the entire structure. 
the, the exercise of review, the structure will have impact on the service delivery model that was already 90% done. So those are the two positions that the minister presented to the Department of Public Service and Administration from the name Enterprise Development and Entrepreneurship to Enterprise Development and Innovation and Entrepreneurship. So if we are aiding the innovation part on the existing uh, program, meaning that it needs to find expression on the people that are going to perform that job of innovation below the DDG. It's not only the changing of the names, but it have impact on the delivery of services and the expectation from the program manager, which is the DDG position. The second one was the DDG Integrated Cooperative Development, at which the minister requested the name change to Integrated Cooperative and Microenterprise Development. So the same thing was said to say that to respond to this program, we need to relook at the entire branch rather than looking at the, the naming convention. We need to look at the, the, the other, other, other functions that follows the, the DDG. So this will have impact on startup organizational structure and also have impact on the budget program structure that needs to be amended. So the changes will have to find expression on the budget program structure and the strategic plan of the department. So we, the MPSA wrote back to the minister responsible for small business and indicate that the implication of the proposed changes on the name convention need to be looked at in the entire organizational structure. And that should be aligned also with the service delivery model on how the department is intending to, to deliver those services. So further advice that was given to the department is that they need to ensure that the proposed organizational structure is in line with the service delivery model, which is key to say, this is how we're going to, to deliver our services. Despite that, they, they, we don't have money for now as government. We need to cut our growth according to our size, but we, we need to indicate how are we going to deliver the services based on the resources that we have currently. So we should be meeting with the department uh, in the next two weeks to consolidate the new uh, service delivery model that take into account the changes that have been made on the branch level that ultimately uh, lead to the new nomenclatures on the name. So the DPSA will be assisting in the next two weeks will be assisting the department to consolidate the service delivery model, which then will be translated to organizational structure. We should be finalizing this process before end of May with the department. So hopefully before end of before end of June, we should be implementing the new organizational structure with the department. So that's the progress chair in terms of how far are we in the engagements that happens between the DPSA and the department? Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, DM, with your team. Uh, King, can we go back to our agenda so that I open for discussion? Thank you, DM.
Thank you, Chair. Uh, um, I really, we really appreciate as the portfolio committee to be honest with us that this matter is long overdue. And that acknowledgement gives us hope that we will speed up the process. And the thanks to the minister and his deputy and the and their officials for having uh, taken such initiative. Uh, we were worried as the portfolio committee, why is this not happening? So, but thanks for the, the briefing. And it seems as if there is progress. I'm happy about the two weeks, but I would like to hear more because time frames are so important. But we understand that the issue of consultations takes time, the issue of aligning issues with the current budget, as well as considering the new service delivery model is also very important. I would like now to invite honorable members to engage with the presentation. King, you will assist me to identify hands. Yes, Chair. Thank you. So far, for now, there's a hand of uh, Honorable Jacobs. I think we can proceed with Honorable Jacobs, Chair, or followed by Honorable uh, April. I thought uh, I will get members participating actively because this is a thorny issue in the portfolio committee while the department of public service administration is here together with the the minister so but it's fine honorable jacobs the stage is yours thank you chair um no i think let's note the report um i think your guidance is instructive we are concerned that this is taking so long. And uh, we also acknowledge that the department is upfront uh, with the delays. Um, notwithstanding, I think we need to put more pressure on and we want clear mm -hmm. time frames. So if the two weeks is fine, but clearly there must be another time period for this uh, department to come back to this portfolio committee and give us uh, update or progress. It can be that uh, the digital establishment uh, structure since 2014 and it's now almost five seven years it's five years um, ago so there is a level of urgency we need to build capacity in this department so that they can deliver to our people job creation and small business development is critical so i think i speak for all of us it says this is a priority there's big vacancies in the department and there's underspending and so therefore we need uh, this establishment and this organogram finalized as in yesterday. So we can't be allowed by the bureaucrats, uh, technocrats to delay the process any further. So Chair, uh, with your guidance, I suggest that we we note what they have. Uh, we accept that they're honest and they haven't delivered much and we want them to come back with a better um, progress report and the implementation frameworks and timelines, etc. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable April. Thank you, Chairperson. Let me also take the opportunity 
opportunity to firstly welcome the report that has been given by the uh, department. Uh, one would would uh, appreciate it, but not only appreciate the report. I think Honourable Vaish is raising valid points as it pertains to uh, the deliverables, the time frames, and so on and so forth. This is really a shame that we have seen this report of, uh, being worked on since 2016 up until now. It doesn't create a lot of confidence in 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 me that even the short uh, the the short time that we are told now that is going to happen will actually happen. One would also wanted to would would have would have also wanted to hear uh, from the department. Um, to demonstrate how they are going to align between the department, the old proposed structure and, and, and the merger of SIDA, SIFA and CBA. Um, and then there is this issue that, uh, but I think this would be a department's issue. Uh, so that in terms of the alignment, this is what I would want to hear uh, of uh, the proposed structure to just give us as the portfolio committee some clarity on that, on how that will work. Um, I thank you for now. Uh, I'll take another bite later. Thank you. Is there any other hand, King? Uh, no, Chairperson, those were two hands that were raised that I, I, I noticed. Okay, thank you. If there are no other hands, DM um, with your team. Our let's let's speed up the the program. I would like you to respond so that we can zoom to the other item. Thank you, Chair. I think the message is quite loud and clear um, that we need to conclude the process. Um, and like I've indicated, that the department will be finalizing um, those solutions uh, that would actually be worked on in collaboration with the Department of Small Business uh, Development, uh, hoping that what has been identified as uh, glitches in terms of the communication between the two departments will manage to be finally dealt with in a way that's going to help finalize this process. But I think what is important is to also keep you abreast the process, Chairperson, in whichever way that you may feel fit, uh, you are welcome to do so, so that um, we don't go away now and then come back after six months and tell you nothing has happened. I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Deputy Minister. For the response, we will do so. We'll interact with you timelessly and also we'll monitor the Department of Small Business as we have indicated that we have given them some tips to work on it so that we are really confident that at the end of the day, those bottlenecks which are there between the two agencies are being resolved. Our worry, DEDM, is that if we don't conclude this matter, finalize it with speed, the issue of job creation going to be a dream. So, again, our worrying factor, DM, is that uh, our clients will be assisted by CEDA, but at the end of the day, they don't get assistance from CIFA. So, once the team 
is in one roof collaborating uh, with each other. We believe we'll have a good product because our worrying factor is the slow pace of assisting those small business. Meanwhile, in our minds, our thinking is that the only sector which can create more jobs in our country is the small business. So we believe that you will do us favor by checking each other. I'm happy because the minister and the deputy minister are here. She will, she will also give us that surety while we are dealing with her because I will request her also to do her political overview. So we'll appreciate if the minister can also uh, assure us our problem is the time frame and we can't dodge, we can't run away from the new service delivery model because it's the one which will assist us to touch the ground. The issue of working in isolation of the three levels of non-spheres is a problem. But all in all, thank you so much. You can see that there is a, a movement from your side. Please, let's continue doing so. Thank you, DM. At this stage, I will invite a Minister Stella to give us just a few remarks before the presentation by by the agents. Over to you, Honorable Minister. Thank you so much, Committee Chair, and good morning to all Honorable Members um, of the Portfolio Committee. Good morning to the DM of DPSA and her team and all other guests that are here in the meeting. Honorable Chair, of course, I want to emphasize what the DM has said in relation to the commitment that we have towards finalizing the structure as you did indicate yourself, that it is very critical in order to respond to the mandate that we are undertaking. Of course, of the, at the center of it is alignment with the things that they've identified. And I'm happy that uh, the team DPSA is informing us that they've given the department some tips. We will make sure that indeed uh, we get a presentation and an update on that. And we fast track the process and do what has to be done. One of the critical issues, honorable members, indeed, for example, on the letter that was flighted wherein we requested name changes is to relook at the mandate and the functions that we are undercarrying. And therefore, where there's a gap, see if we can't add to that, which is why you saw, for example, on the other portfolio that spoke to the DDG uh, cooperatives, we added um, the informal traders or something like that because this is meant to make sure that we do not leave anyone outside. All the stakeholders that were responsible for, they get the desired attention. As we meet the different stakeholders in the ecosystem, they do get to complain to say, we are focusing on certain components of our ecosystem, which is why we said there's a need to review the entire branch and therefore the functions indeed that must be carried out by the personnel in that. So these are the changes that we thought it would be possible. But as I said to person, I'm happy that there are tips that were given in order to fast track the process. We will definitely make sure that uh, as they've given timeframes, we will come back on that. And the DG is here 
share with his team. They're listening to that, that we have no time to, to, to be toing and throwing, but to make sure that we get to consolidate and do these things so that we do not miss out. Chairperson, I, I wanted to talk to that in relation to uh, the, the structure that was presented. But of course, I want to thank the Portfolio Committee again for affording us an opportunity uh, to make the presentations by the <coughs> by our state-owned agencies that will be presenting, whether it's CEDA, who's presenting their APP and strength plan. They are here. <coughs> Sorry. They are here, Chairperson. Uh, but what we want to really highlight is that indeed the work that has been done by CEDA is really increasingly taking prominence in our portfolio as we emphasize the need for business development support that we ought to provide to the entire ecosystem. The demand by the sector, especially the startups and it is, is forever growing, as we all agree that we have not managed to grow jobs because we have not paid much attention on investment of the startups and others. And now as we drive that narrative, we are seeing many people are innovating and therefore coming up with these startups. Therefore, it means we need to match the capability with the resources and whatever that we need to respond with in order to make sure that the sector can thrive. Of course, to deal with our increasing unemployment level two, uh, which was reported by Status A, we do need instruments like CEDA to divert dependency on jobs into self-sustaining business initiatives and other livelihood and income generating activities. We are saying South Africans have to really instill a culture of wanting to be job creators, not job seekers. In partnership with other agencies, uh, organizations, business and civil society enterprises, our resources would really feel a greater need in the quest to support SMEs so that they are viable and sustainable. And this should be happening in the broader context of the economic reconstruction and recovery plan that government and the private sector has adopted. Therefore, Chairperson, what we are saying is that it's important that a CEDA prepares to incorporate CIFA and the CBDA, a perfect alignment of the activities is strived for. And this helps to create the one-stop shop value chain of support measures, coordination, and holistic engagement with the sector, as you have already alluded to this point. We have, as the ministry over the past weeks, been engaging with international bodies, such as the World Bank Group, private sector entities, and other local sector organizations, in order to find more collaborative opportunities to support our small businesses. And some of these partnerships will be managed through CEDA, including the interventions to the KZN floods um, and the Eastern Cape floods. CEDA is our implementing agency where it's grant-based. And of course, on the blended financing, CIFA remains uh, the critical agency that is responsible for that. Chairperson, these are some, of course, of the key issues that I would like to highlight. And as I indicated, the DG and the acting CEO of, of CEDA will fill in the details and then we can engage. Thank you once more, Chairperson and Honorable Members. I would hand over to the CEO with your Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Let them proceed. Thanks for the overview, political overview.
So, sorry, Chair. My apologies, Chairperson and Honourable Members. Uh, Chair, I know you did respond to the issue of the clashes of the meeting of the Executive and the Portfolio Committee, and indeed will respond to it. But for now, as things stand, I don't know which is what is coming to the Portfolio Committee. If it is possible to at least consider changing the times in terms of, I had another member that was making a proposal that it can be in the afternoon and after the plenaries, if possible. But uh, the... the, the leader of government business is the one that is engaging on these matters as unfortunately they are not governed from our side as as the departments thanks i thought i should just make reference to that of course um it, it, when i'm absent cabinet always emphasizes with the leader of government business and speaker they always say the deputies must be there at least when we cannot make it thanks Chair. i wanted to respond to that thank you honorable minister let the ceo proceed Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, before our CE proceed, if you would, uh, with your permission, of course, I just wanted to do the introduction to introduce the team that we have with the, with the CEO and maybe just to do a bit of highlights without duplicating what the CE is going to, to, to say. Um, I just wanted to greet the, the, the minister, the deputy minister, the DG, as well as the colleagues and honorable members who are here today. Thank you very much. Uh, chairperson and members for the invitation. As we all know, we are here to brief the committees on the CDAS 2023 strategy. With me this morning, Chair uh, CEO, Mr. Mbata. I also have our executive manager, Ms. Majola, um, our C CFO, Mr. Mabani, as well as Mr. Leo. Major for STP, also have our acting uh, executive, uh, acting CSIO, Ms. Lamini with, my, with, with us, as well as Ms. Dube from the office of the CEO. The CES, uh, the minister has mentioned, will fill in the gaps of, of what uh, our plan is looking like. Uh, the minister has spoken on the issues of, pass of, of partnerships um, and stakeholders that are critical in ensuring that all the targets that we've set uh, uh, chair and members, as members would know. I am in KZN, so we are having this, uh, this breaking from time to time. But without wasting any time and with the fear of breaking again, I will hand over to the CE to do that highlight, uh, to that high-level high presentation and also just to present um, and highlight our strategic, uh, strategic focus and uh, highlight to members the changes that we have made. Members will see that our strategic plan is very much alive and relevant to both the external and internal environment that have been facing us. Um, chair, without taking further time, I'll hand over to Mr. Mbata. Over to you, CE.
Mr. Mbata, the stage is yours. Thank you, Chair. Um, and apologies, we just had uh, load shedding, so they were just trying to sort out the power. Um, apologies for that uh, delay. Um, I would like to greet you, uh, Chair, greet the members, uh, the Minister, uh, the DMOTPSA, DG, um, the Chairperson here, and the colleagues. Um, my name is Kosko Nambata. I'm the acting CEO here at CEDA. Uh, I wanted to first check if my presentation King is visible on your side. It is visible. Yes, yes, it is visible. Okay, thank you. Um, so today we're here to um, present the work um, that um, CEDA will be undertaking in the current uh, financial year, which is 2022, uh, uh, 2023. Um, and we're going to be taking the committee through um, what we would like to, um, the work, the impact that we'd like to have and, and the SMEs that we'd like to touch under various uh, programs that we have within um, uh, CEDA. Um, so I will be um, uh, taking the committee through that uh, as well as um, the, the budget side of, of it in terms of uh, how much we've been, how much uh, money we'll be utilizing to be able to uh, provide um, the services that we need to provide as, as an agency. Chair, I would not waste a lot of time. Um, I think the... Um, okay, I think it's showing properly now. The, the, the first part that I would like to just speak about um, is, is um, how our presentation would look like. This presentation is taken from the main document. So um, it represents the main document that has been submitted. Uh, we'll be dealing with uh, where our mandate come from, comes from, which is part A. Part B, we'll be dealing with our strategic focus uh, in terms of uh, the, the our alignment of our APP to the minister's contract, our priorities, our outcomes and output under number four. Then, then, then five talks about the, the, the performance in terms of um, what is it then that we'll be doing um, as well as our, our targets for the year. And then uh, under six, we're looking at the resources. And then seven is just more on the, the, the updated risks. So uh, that's how uh, we are outlined uh, for this morning. Um, and Chair, I will just go through the presentation and if needs be, um, I'll get an indication that I need to, if I need to go a bit deeper or into, into details, but I'll try to do the highlights and take a, and taking it as, uh, taking the document as read. Thank you, Chair. Um, the, the, the next part is just more that our really, really, our mandate as an organisation uh, is informed by uh, a, a different relevant uh, legislation and, and 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 policy mandates. So I will not go into each and every one of them, but that is where um, it comes from, uh, Chair. Um, and also in terms of policy mandate, uh, the NDP obviously is a big part of uh, informs a big part of what uh, uh, we are we are doing. The 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 next part, Chair, is uh, more on the key statements that underpins uh, our, um, our, our, our APP for this current financial year. I will highlight 
just a few things on the, the key statements that we are making as we move forward as an organization. I think it becomes key that uh, we do state that um, the organization needs to um, show that uh, it, is, it is an agile organization that um, um, that is able to respond to the needs of the SMMEs within this country. We've had, there's quite a few things that are happening or that has happened, including um, the COVID-19, uh, which obviously had a huge impact. And as we try to recover and recover the economy, we need SMMEs to play a very big part uh, in doing so. So uh, the organization can then remain stagnant and still be offering similar things that it used to offer. But how do we then um, make sure that we, our products or our services um, uh, continue to evolve um, to make sure that we are relevant as an organization? And, and that uh, precisely, you know, I still say that um, there's no other organization that is more relevant or more needed in terms of providing business development support services um, other than CEDA. And as a result, then the members will see when I go through the APP or the targets that there will be new, there are new targets that, have, that we're not measuring the previous year. And all that work is done to make sure that uh, we don't remain stagnant as, as an organization, but uh, uh, we push uh, to make sure that the service is delivered to um, um, to the SMMEs uh, within the country. Um, and, and that is uh, probably what I would like to, this, this page obviously covers that and covers um, the importance of the district development model as we try then to drill down uh, to, uh, to get services into the districts and to the municipalities. Um, and we're saying, Chair, that understanding of uh, the, the districts and how they function and the economic activity in each and every district within the country is of paramount. And so that then um, our services then are tailor-made to make sure that we service the industries that are relevant to particular districts. So we embracing um, that uh, district development model uh, as, as, as approved so that then we become part of that and we make sure that we deliver our services accordingly. Um, as, our, as, our, uh, as I always make some examples that if we're dealing with Pumalang where there's coal, then how do we make sure then that, you know, um, our services are more structured uh, towards that and we are able to assist SMMEs uh, in that manner. Um, Eastern Cape, part of it deals with the, 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 the motor industry. You know, um, how do we then make sure that uh, we are we are aligned uh, in terms of that and so, and so other provinces as well. And some of the provinces are known for agriculture, how to align uh, ourselves as far as that is concerned. That is underpinned by by technology. Um, I think at this day and age, um, there's nothing that we can do without making sure that the, the digital part of of of, of it uh, is improved at all times. Hence, then we have our digital hubs and 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 incubators that come in handy to make sure that there are new concepts, there are new digital ideas um, that are being developed to take this country forward and developed by the SMMEs and to support those SMMEs in those spaces um, to make sure then that the ideas become viable ideas that can also uh, receive further funding for them to, to be taken to the, to the market. And uh, for me uh, and for us as an organization as well, uh, those things become uh, critical uh, in us uh, moving forward uh, as, as an organization. Another thing that uh, is very big is that there is obviously, given what has happened, given COVID, 
given the state of our economy, there is fear, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship where, um, yes, people want to do entrepreneurship because they don't have options, but uh, we find that you are the real entrepreneurs as well. They fear um, that they can that their businesses would not be sustainable within this economy. And, and I believe that then we are correctly positioned as an organization, as CEDA, you know, to make sure that we provide that necessary mentorship, that necessary coaching, training um, in terms of business management, product quality standards, um, and other supports that we offer um, to make sure that the ideas uh, are implemented. And SMEs are confident in implementing uh, their ideas, knowing that CEDA is there as a partner uh, for that. We will also be uh, uh, um, making sure that our partnerships with the various cities are more intensified, you know, and they're also more um, uh, executed because we have some MOUs, but we just need to make sure that uh, we that has been that has been executed um, and, and that we're able to train more uh, industry-specific entrepreneurs through the various uh, partnerships. Um, uh, Chair, that is that on that uh, on 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 just the background that underpins the work that we we going we going to to be doing. If I'm not sure if I can I can proceed, um, and if my presentation is visible as well on your side. It and is apolo- visible. Proceed, please. Okay, thanks, Chair. Apologies for that because I keep on getting um, it, it it breaks on my side due to the low shading that we're experiencing. Hence my 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 my, my question. We then, um, when we're doing our work, we then analyze the, we did the pastel where we, we, we analyze the external uh, environment uh, in terms of how it um, impacts us in achieving what we need to achieve, but also what is our response um, uh, that is coming from, from CEDA in terms of making sure that even though there are a lot of factors that could affect and impact us and the SMMEs out there, but we're still able to deliver on the mandate that has been given to us. Chair, I would just uh, select a few as I'm presenting so that I don't go through uh, everything word, word for word. Um, uh, and and we, we acknowledge in, uh, our political uh, space and, and, and that there will always be changes um, that um, are, are necessary for, for the country to be propelled forward. Um, we are then saying that as an organization, we need to be an agile organization that was able to adapt to changes and be able to move with the programs um, as expected by the various stakeholders and our principals. Um, we also need to make sure that uh, the that clear distinction between the policymakers and the implementing agency where from the department side, uh, skier that is policy and we implement uh, as the agency. And that uh, will help a long way in, in clearing any confusion that, that could be there. Um, we then say um, there are also economical factors. Uh, I think the, the economic growth um, is, is an issue and all members are aware in terms of our country. And we're saying that that obviously has limited a lot of uh, opportunities in terms of the local and, and, and uh, local market. We've got uh, the current uh, international events taking place, uh, the war, you know, or, or the instabilities that uh, obviously affect the businesses um, that trade on an international platform. And I think for us, we just need to make sure that we have uh, instruments that would de-risk that and, and make sure that the opportunity matching then takes place from a CEDA uh, point of view to assist the SMMEs to leverage both local and international uh, markets. And also then partnering, as the minister was saying, with the various partners to unlock those value chains 
um, uh, with the various stakeholders as the minister is leading that work to make sure that to leverage funds then from other partners to make sure uh, to, en- to enable SMEs um, to participate in this economy. Also, unlocking the value chains of the private sector to introduce our SMEs into uh, those value chains so that they participate in those market pockets that are failed by the private sector. So our relationship with the private sector is more important uh, than before to make sure that um, that that takes place. Um, I think under social, we, we are aware of the issues of high unemployment, and, and that's where then we've got programs um, like entrepreneurship awareness, that uh, our response, entrepreneurship awareness as well, that will make sure that we have more entrepreneurs coming to the fore and that will create uh, entrepreneurship, but also will create more jobs so that then we're able to absorb uh, 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 the citizens of this country into those job-making businesses that we would have supported a, a, a pre, even pre-funding uh, to make sure that those businesses remain sustainable and also making sure that we provide our services to these businesses for them to remain sustainable. Um, and the technological, I, we, this is more important for us as an organization. Um, I, I think, uh, and uh, we know that we behind in terms of technology, um, part of what we'll be doing this year is to make sure that we improve uh, our ICT, that we're accessible, more accessible um, uh, to the SMMEs, and that uh, we try to move away from paper as much as possible. And that calls for systems um, to be implemented to manage uh, uh, the interaction between us and the SMMEs. And also, obviously, we're aware the cost of data is high. How do we then make sure that uh, we have zero rated in terms of our website and other platforms to make sure that even everyone uh, can access our services? Uh, I've touched base chair on the envir- under environmental, where I spoke about uh, the pandemic that has left a, 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 a situation that is not desirable within the country. We're seeing the, the, the floods in KZN. We need to respond. We are responding as a portfolio. Uh, so, uh, 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 as I said before, we need to be an HR organization and recognize that. And 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 obviously, touches more on the legal side, which also talks to us lobbying and getting more budget, and also making sure that we streamline our our requirements. Um, under the the sort analysis, we also did our strengths, uh, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats as we're doing the work in preparing for this financial year. Uh, we, we do acknowledge under our strengths, uh, one of the things is that we've got, uh, you know, a, a very big uh, geographical presence as an organization, um, you know, with branches all over, but 54 branches. However, we note that uh, uh, even though that is the case, um, we still have places and municipalities and districts where we don't have branches as an organization. So our response is that we'll be expanding uh, our, our, our services. Uh, and I'll show when I'm dealing with the whole APP, how we'll be doing that to make sure that uh, even the most rural areas uh, are able to access uh, a, a theater while also making sure that we, we take CIFA uh, with us as our sister company and they also present in those areas so that then we can offer in preparation for the merger, we start offering um, a, a basket of services where clients walk into one place and they're able to be assisted across Consider and 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 CIFA. So I will talk about that is how we're going to be expanding our network. We, we committed last year that we'll do this work this year, this financial year, and it is part of our APP this year as we move forward because access 
accessibility is key uh, for SMEs, but also that will help us to not have long queues in our branches um, to make sure that uh, the SMEs then access our services uh, using various uh, methods um, and then, then that improve the efficiency uh, of our services. Uh, we also um, will make sure that, uh, you know, we continue to improve uh, talent management. We know we've had issues with the hiring because of the merger, uh, but uh, we'll continue to make sure that uh, we look for the right uh, people to, to to propel this organization forward and we provide the relevant training uh, for, for those uh, employees that, that will be having. Uh, I think one big thing is, is improving our, our product offerings um, and, and making sure that we, 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 we have different products that are, that are designed for different types of customers because our customers are not the same and we can't as, a, as an organization be providing similar services to all customers where we're able to differentiate between um, the customers that are at a particular level uh, of, 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 of growth and we're able to help them quickly while we focus on making sure to develop um, the startups and the new uh, SMMEs or the growing SMMEs uh, within the space. We've done uh, uh, work around this uh, chair um, where we've put into our products and, and, and as we begin this financial year, uh, we are now able to offer uh, products according to customer needs, not according to what uh, we previously thought the customers uh, needed. Um, we also have done away with quite a few things under the red tape, you know, where, you know, we, 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 we pay for certain things that you never used to pay for. Uh, we pay for full on, 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 on people requ requiring C CIPC documents. Um, we have moved away from any kind of own contribution on all our products. As the year begins, uh, there is, uh, our customers are not contributing any uh, cent in terms of um, our products. We offer 100% in terms of paying for the services. If they want a business plan, we pay for it 100%. This uh, ensures that we don't have exclusions, that uh, our customers or our SMMEs access our products without any form of red tape. Uh, we'd rather spend the money on that than uh, uh, to return uh, money. So uh, those are just a few that I'm, I'm talking about, but we, 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 we've, we've re-looked at our whole value proposition and our whole offering uh, in terms of that. Um, uh, and, and I touched base on some of the of the weaknesses already, so I won't go into 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 details. I spoke about recruitment of staff and and making sure that we digitize some of our tools, you know, like our e-services portal, to make sure that our our customers um, are able to reach us even without having to go to our offices. So, uh, opportunity and opportunities were identified. Uh, quite a few, and I've, I've touched based on the uh, processes and systems and turnaround times. Uh, that's what I was talking about uh, when when I was saying we're going to have extended network, but also uh, re-looking at, at, at our offering to make sure that we remain relevant as an organization. Um, we, we're partnering with the private sector, the sitters, and, and, and the higher learning institutions to continue um, to improve our training uh, programs and, 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 and methodologies so that, so that SMEs get the best uh, from from us as an organization, uh, you know, continue to to look at the ecosystem and making sure that we lead uh, in 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 that space um, in terms of the ecosystem. Um, we would like also to open more centers of entrepreneurship via our TV colleges, 
because that will help us to make sure that uh, we have our entrepreneurs at an early stage and we nurture them at an early stage so that then by the time they're ready for the market, um, they are seasoned entrepreneurs who, who will not make uh, the same mistakes that uh, the generation before uh, made. And that is critical work that we're doing uh, at that at that level. Um, there are uh, obviously uh, threats uh, that we are facing, but uh, we are also making sure that uh, um, we, 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 we lead in that space. Uh, for example, the lack of affordable infrastructure for clients to access digital services uh, due to exorbitant data cost. Uh, we are working on that to make sure that uh, at least our services and our websites uh, is accessible and that there is limited, there's limitation in terms of cost. Um, and and that is that on the internal and external environment factors that uh, we discussed. The previous one was external. There's also internal uh, environment factors, and I've covered those ones, Chair. And I believe then that these underpins our ability to work. And if we are aware of these and what we need to do as CEDA, then we'll be able to achieve and, and be able to mitigate the risks that exist within uh, the industry. Um, I would then go straight to just a summary on how um, our APP is aligned to the Minister's contract. I will not go into the details, but I want to just uh, uh, ask for you to, for the members to pay attention to the second, to the two last columns, where we're saying that we're aligned in terms of the incubators that needs to be built um, or that needs to be established and the hubs. By 2024, and that is covered under program two. We'll look into that when I unpack the programs, uh, the, the the financial support uh, in terms of women in uh, for international uh, to access international markets. Uh, we are planning uh, the sheet trades uh, and other platforms to make sure that uh, as, as as an organisation uh, that uh, women have uh, platforms where they can sell their product. And that is also covered under program two that I will uh, also uh, unpack the issues of uh, minimum target youth. And, and, and all we, we, we focus on this as an organization. Uh, we make sure that we deliver according to this as well in terms of our programs. Um, also uh, on the commercial small businesses, we cover that uh, under program one and program two where we, our focus really as CEDA is making sure that we create competitive businesses. And, and that is mainly our role, businesses that can take their products anywhere, you know, businesses that can run and be sustainable and also make profit. And uh, thus uh, making sure that there's wealth creation, you know, because the ultimate goal is not just to have people busy, it's not just to have SMEs busy on a daily basis, but the ultimate goal is to make sure that we support these SMEs so that they can create wealth. Um, yes, we want them to run successful businesses, but at the end of the day, there must be a wealth shift. You know, there must we must be able to be able to sit in ten years time and measure if really we've been able to make sure that through our support, um, there's been wealth uh, created. You know, because um, the jobs creation, the sustainable business creation, all those we measure on a quarterly basis, but we need to begin to focus on also businesses that will create wealth uh, for the previously disadvantaged uh, people of this country. So that is our alignment. The next slide just talks to how then, the one of the big things, how do we then commit to a CDC for collaboration uh, in the current financial year? 
we we would working together as sister companies within the portfolio um, to make sure that everything of ours is aligned, that our the business plans created by CIDA are aligned uh, to what CIFA is looking for in terms of funding and making that example. So this slide just talks to what CIDA will be doing on the second column and what CIFA will be doing uh, on the um, on the last uh, column. Obviously, the first column talking about the types of interventions under the pre-business uh, support. Uh, we need to make sure that that common template uh, that exists for business plan is effective, and that uh, we are able then to get more businesses funded through the process. We will then, from a CIDA side, be doing client assessment from the pre-investment stage, making sure that we put all BDS interventions. Um, to enable the clients to be ready for funding and also to run uh, businesses post um, the approval of funding uh, by by CIFA. Uh, On the other hand, CIFA would then make sure that they conduct the necessary financial and technical due diligence um, uh, based on what would have been forwarded and the business plan that would have forwarded and uh, also making sure that then everything's aligned and they do the approval and legal contracting. Uh, on a CIDA side, uh, and after the funding, which is the port investment monitoring support. Uh, we're then taking our place in terms of making sure that all businesses that are funded by uh, CIFA um, are also part of the business that we are assisting for mentorship, coaching, uh, uh, and, and training. We we also have now developed uh, a common database between CIFA and CIDA on these uh, post-investment um, uh, service providers so that then we have a, a, a similar standard that we that we require and that we uphold as the two uh, entities, so that then the work done in either of the entities follows a similar pattern, and that we 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 produce high quality work. So we'll be doing that as well uh, into the uh, CIFA funded clients, but also uh, obviously our 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 services are not limited to CIFA funded clients. We continue to provide. Uh, support to all SMEs within the country. But this is just highlighting the work that we'll be doing uh, uh, together. Then we make sure then that we look at the clients supported by CIFA as well um, to make sure that um, they, they, they produce quality uh, products that can be accepted by the markets. So we'll be doing that work uh, within that portfolio, assisting uh, the clients uh, uh, within the portfolio while um, they uh, ensure on their side that uh, the businesses that we provide market access to and they get the additional funding that they need uh, to improve their business uh, cash flow. So there will be that joint working uh, uh, and our commitment uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the in the current financial year and uh, going forward. So that then, you know, um, we are able to do diagnosis on distressed businesses funded by the portfolio portfolio uh, uh, as well and and then we're able to implement the effective measures uh, uh, on on the CIFA side uh, to make sure that um, the clients then are able to pay uh, what they can afford if they've been uh, distressed or if they've been impacted. Take the KZN situation at the moment. There are CIFA, CIDA funded SMEs that have been impacted. How do we then collaborate um, to make sure that the work uh, continues and that the SMEs are put back into a working uh, position and they're able to continue uh, sustaining jobs and creating jobs within this space. So that's a work that we'll be doing while we're looking at the SMEs within the country uh, at, at, at large, because it is not right um, that as, as, as entities within the, the, the department, one entity can create and ensure that there's access to markets 
and but the other entity then is not able to to fund because then if working together we should then be able to trust the work done by each entity again it is also not right that the other entity will be able to fund but we are not able uh, as cedar after plans have received funding to diversify help them diversify their market you know because that's what we should be doing um so that then they're able to repay uh, the loans uh, that they have if we, we assist them to improve and increase their turnover so so there's a lot of things that are underpinned uh, uh, by the collaboration between the two uh, entities and we're hoping to achieve more seamless uh, uh, outcomes uh, uh, and and that is supporting the smmes uh, uh, that we are supposed to support either financially or non-financially then we'll be doing some work uh, together as the entities where um we go to the market together you know uh we do joint marketing and outreach campaigns um and co-locations in various municipalities and extension of our programs that becomes key but how do we go to the market together and make sure that we take joint accountability you know because if uh, we can't have a situation where um the communities can't take joint accountability uh, for the work that we're supposed to do but also going out there to tell everyone that this is who we are and what we're about as the two entities within the portfolio that will help us as we prepare for the merger because we don't believe that the work needs to start then but we need to start now so that when we get to the time of the merger um everything then works uh, seamlessly um and that also talks to sharing of information and also uh, systems and, and 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 so forth so that then we are able to have to start uh, looking at one systems for the entities in preparation for the merger that is uh, the work that we'll be doing this will be supporting the app uh, for this year to make sure that we meet the app um for this current financial year and we've agreed uh, with sifa on that chair i'll take you to 4.1 which is the outcomes and and outputs uh, we've got five uh, outcomes that we are that we have as an organization one talks to entrepreneurship awareness uh growth and sustainability of uh, of 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 smmes especially in the township and rural uh and rural areas um where we're saying that we need to facilitate uh, the, the 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 entrepreneurship awareness um and facilitate uh, township and rural smmes in terms of uh, uh, support we then outcome to talk about uh, increased localization and market penetration by smmes we will continue with this work um uh, where we are making sure that we create opportunities for smmes to access markets both uh, local and internationally and internationally and we'll, we'll dive deeper into it uh, as i'm presenting um and then again um being leaders in the ecosystem and, and, and coordinating the ecosystem to make sure that we create opportunities for smmes we under outcome four we we're talking about increased growth and sustainability of smmes um this is more critical than ever where we need to make sure that smmes remain sustainable and that we provide measures and tools to to create that uh, environment for them to be sustainable and for them sustainable and for them to grow um and that becomes key of what we do as an organization and last the outcome five is more agile and innovative excellent uh, customer centric organization i can never overemphasize the issues of customer centricity um and i can say that we will be this year doing a lot of training to our frontline employees on customer centricity and also the understanding that uh, the organization exists because of the smmes that are out there that needs our help and without the smmes needing our help then there will be no organization called cedar 
So we need then to position ourselves and know that we are here to serve as an organization. We're here to serve SMMEs. And SMMEs then don't need to be the ones serving us, you know, and begging us for uh, for, for services. Uh, we've, we've gone through the issues of cyber attack and the issues of audit, you know, uh, but we are ready as an organization to um, then provide the service that we're supposed to, and we'll be then prioritizing that and, and making sure that the trainings take place and that we're able to measure that um, as SMEs continue to come to us uh, uh, for, 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 for services. So that's how we then start the year and making sure that we remain uh, aligned as an organization. I will then go to the institutional performance information, which then really talks to us about our programs, what we'll be focusing on, and what the, our targets are then in the current uh, financial year. I will highlight the new ones that uh, we are adding while also focusing on how we're growing the existing uh, uh, number of SMEs that we, we want to support each year uh, uh, as we look forward. Uh, so. I will focus mainly on the 2022-23 numbers. Uh, I will not focus on the 2023, 20, 24, 24, 25, uh, but they are there. But just the, the current uh, financial year I will be highlighting. Under our entrepreneurship awareness, we're targeting this year that will reach 20,000 um, SMEs under that uh, awareness uh, program. And, and that will also help us then have that uh, 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 pipeline of new entrepreneurs coming into the into the into the space and making sure that they are supported. But how do they go about in doing so? What uh, programs are there for them to be doing that? How can then they be trained uh, pre everything so that they are ready uh, uh, to run their businesses? That that comes in under, under our in a, entrepreneurship awareness uh, sessions that we'll be running in the current financial year. We are, uh, we are looking at twenty thousand. We're targeting sixteen thousand six hundred sixty-six in the previous year. So we're growing that. Uh, SMME in terms of our township. We are targeting 16,000 uh, in the current financial year, uh, growing that from the previous uh, financial year. The, the incubation centers established, we're looking at establishing 11 um, incubators uh, in the in the digital hubs in the in the current uh, financial financial year. Um, that obviously may look um, uh, small, but uh, you know, uh, in terms of just the numbers. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, 55 million just to establish uh, those uh, at an average cost of 5 million um, to establish those incubators uh, and digital hubs in the current financial year. So we're increasing from the 110 uh, that we have currently to 121 by end of the financial year. That is our target. So the calls will be out and focusing more on the digital uh, space, digital incubators, and also making sure that we put incubators in the relevant districts that post to the economy of particular districts. So we'll be doing um, that work in the current financial year. And, and we are bringing this to the organizational APP. Not that we're not, uh, we're not doing this in the previous years, but we didn't lift them up. But we're lifting this up to the APP mainly because of the importance of these as we try to create sustainable businesses, but also um, to improve the digital space uh, and also have more digital entrepreneurs within uh, uh, this country. So we're lifting that up in the current uh, financial year to the APP. The, the, the next one is one of the most important one, which talks to the access points um, that I was talking about. We're saying we are aware that uh, some rural areas and some um, uh, rural towns are not able to access our services. 
And as a result, then we're saying we have a, 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 we, we this year then going to be embarking on that program where we then, for example, uh, go to a, a, a rural town, um, uh, let me say, Pitretif uh, Che, uh, uh, in, 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 in Pumalanga, you know, or Caroline, for example, and we're saying, who is the black accountant that is providing or assisting SMMEs in that area? How do then those, how do that black accountant uh, become our extension so that then they're able to prepare business plans and, and provide all our services at no cost uh, to the SMMEs and also be able to do extension where customers can come and consult on the work that uh, we do as leader and be able to access all our services through that. Obviously, we need to accredit those and train um, those uh, uh, local accountants to make sure that they provide the right service. We cannot be opening offices everywhere. It's too expensive to do so, um, but we can have this access uh, point and, and, and being able then to extend ourselves beyond just the the, the, the brick uh, and mortar. We're targeting 80 in this year, 16, 18, and 14 in the next financial year. So we'll be looking at your Eastern Cape, Malanga, KZN, Kimpopo, Northwest, um, uh, uh, initially, you know, uh, so that then we are more accessible in, in those areas. So that is that is one uh, outcome that uh, we should be able to achieve by end of the financial year. And then the other one is more on the ecosystem, making sure that at least our objectives on building the ecosystem and effective ecosystem are achieved in the current financial year. This is more on a quarterly basis, how we break down the same uh, targets on a quarterly basis. I would not uh, spend much time on it, but this is how we expected to achieve and deliver on a quarterly uh, uh, basis. Uh, program two, then I'll move chair, to the talks about business competitive and viability competitiveness and viability. This is where we're looking at uh, access to local markets. We're looking, we, we, we're looking at 2000. Uh, again, this is one measure that we are lifting up, uh, 2000 SMMEs and the international market, at least uh, 1000 SMMEs. Uh, uh, and you know that the number went down from the previous years because of the issues of COVID and so forth, but we are growing that number uh, as we move forward so that we have more of our SMEs accessing and prepared to access the, the, the international market. Um, incubation program, we're looking at at least reaching 2,500 SMEs supported through our network. Um, and then we, productivity improvement, we continue on that work as we've been reporting on it, uh, increasing that to 2,000 from 1.5, as we assist the SMEs to, 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 do, to, to do productivity improvement. Um, we, we are looking at uh, TTA, technical assistance. This is where we offer grants uh, to SMEs um, uh, to buy equipment only, so that then, they, then we can assist them to, uh, to, 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 to uh, accredit their products, uh, you know, before they can even go for bigger debts that they may need to take uh, to expand uh, their businesses. So that work would, uh, that event would probably cost us an average of 800,000 per, per client, would cost us roughly almost 60 or just above 60 million uh, to do that work. So um, obviously we continue to lobby for more funds so we can achieve more uh, on those on those uh, target. Quality improvement, uh, 2.5 uh, clients. We then look at clients that we're going to achieve, whether that going to assist to improve their turnover by more than 5% uh, 
Uh, obviously, the economy is difficult, but uh, we are committing just for more above for about more than five percent of increase. We are committing uh, to that, but we will continue to assist thousands of clients to improve their turnover, uh, even by percent or, or however they want to. But this is more specific. We are not limited to this. We'll be uh, assisting thousands of SMEs to improve at the divisional level to improve their their turnover. But we want to deal with things that have impact at a at an organizational level and a divisional level. The organization deal with everything that we'll be doing. So we won't isolate a five percent increase of assisting all clients. But at an occasion level, we want to see if we're making the big impact that we're supposed uh, to be to be making because we're going for impact now other than just the numbers. Um, then the jobs, we're looking at 4,000 and job sustenance, we're looking at 6,000. Uh, as I said, uh, we measure jobs, we do interventions, um, and then SMEs are able to create jobs through our interventions. So there is no direct uh, initial only starts. The way we're saying we're putting a thousand run on training by virtual debt, then must give us three jobs. Um, so we're saying we train SMEs, we enable them then to, to grow their ent- entities. In doing so, then they create jobs. So, so that's how uh, it works uh, in our space. Um, and obviously sustained jobs, uh, and that is becoming more important for the organization. And, and scale up, this is what we're talking about, high scale up projects who stand and sit and say, actually, we've taken this company from 5 million rand, a turnover to a 50 million rent turnover to 100 million rent turnover. While we're helping everyone to grow, but we must have clients that we are saying that will look back and say, these ones, uh, there is the impact that you are looking for. Mentorship, training, and, and coaching, we're targeting 20,000 SMEs. That is the work that we're doing with the sitters in the current financial year. It becomes very important that we reach out to those uh, numbers. Uh, this is the breakdown of that per quarter. I will not drill into it much, but this is how we break it down on a quarterly uh, basis. Um, and then the, the last one on the program, program three, which is administration, uh, where we're discussing issues of improving more internal, improving and implementing innovative ideas as we improve the digital space within the organization. The next one is us entrenching a performance-driven culture. You know, um, we, we can't overemphasize the performance-driven culture of the organization. So we need to change the culture so that, as I was saying before, that we need to make sure that we've got employees who are performing at above uh, the expectation, which is the three. So we're performing at three and above in terms of meeting the record. Because if we do so, then we'll be able to uh, to, uh, to achieve our goals and our mandate in, in, in reaching out to the SMEs. Um, employee satisfaction becomes one of the things that uh, we deal with uh, within the space. But also the, the, the customer satisfaction, I've spoken about it, um, that uh, we need our customers to be satisfied. So we're, as we're changing things and, and, and training our, our employees on how to manage and, and how to offer services to clients, um, uh, that becomes uh, key. And then the vacancy rate, we want to keep it. Uh, this year we are supposed to achieve uh, about 7% instead of the, 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 the target of 10 we want to also just make sure that we keep it within the target so that we have employees all the time to assist us to meet our targets. Uh, and this is the quarterly breakdown of that uh, chair. Um, and then the next one is the resource allocation. In the current financial year, we we want to have uh, about 902 million for all these services and broken down into uh, various uh, sources of the income where we're getting money from the department uh, from the in terms of us being able to run 
uh, which is separated between the the normal, which is our normal enterprise development, and the STP, which is the Sister Technology Program, where we see 159 million coming into the STP uh, budget to support uh, the, the 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 SMEs in the space, as well as the the the, the capacity building program receiving 16.2 million, and uh, or again the the, the the incubator, which is more on the digital hubs, uh, uh, receiving 62 or being allocated. 52 million uh, of their proof. But external earnings, which is more than 12 million coming from the interest we earn and other smaller funds. And then we've, we then budgeted that they will be 6 million as we as we continue to lobby funds. But we'll continue to lobby more funds. This is just what we know is coming now. But we'll continue to lobby more funds from other external sources. And obviously, we'll utilize that money uh, through uh, uh, and, and see that. Is uh, CIDA's model is more of utilizing employees uh, to offer the services. Our business advisors are at the forefront uh, in the branches. Our analysts are at the forefront at our branches. So those are the people that we then pay to make sure that the clients get the services that they need, um, other than us having the service providers. And um, also, um, then we've got money allocated to your EDD, which are the which are the the provinces under the goods and services where then we put money into the provinces for us to do more work uh, uh, and to also get service providers. Um, so you will see that then that we we're expecting to spend what we're going to receive at 902.2 uh, million. Um, this is our balance sheet, uh, Chair. Uh, we don't have a big balance sheet because we're a service-driven organization. We are not uh, um, a balance sheet organization. Uh, in terms of us having a big balance sheet or balance sheet driven organization. But we are able to offer our services through the employees, which are our biggest asset. So then you won't see that here, uh, uh, obviously, in, in the balance sheet. It would be worrying if we were to have a big balance sheet, uh, because then it means we are spending money on assets other than spending money on um, the SMEs directly. So our balance sheet then. Uh, total assets who are sitting at uh, will be sitting at the end of the year at 156 million, um, and, and and obviously we've got the liabilities as well corresponding, which uh, will be sitting at at that level. But we're not a big balance sheet uh, entity, and we're not supposed to be um, uh, as we provide uh, a service. This is our cash flow uh, uh, that talks about our cash from operating activities and cash from investing activities. It just summarizes uh, what. Uh, we will be uh, dealing with and how we'll be using our money uh, or the money that will be allocated in the current uh, financial year. Um, but obviously, if there are questions, the CFO is on standby to take the questions if there are questions later on. Um, and this is the continuation of how we're going to be spending uh, money. For example, computer equipment, we're budgeting 20.7 million on that. Um, fashion equipment, we're not going to be big on that. We, we will be spending 2 million. I would also like to highlight that we are working chair with the CIDA, uh, uh, with sorry, with Etegwini municipality in Deben to bring CIDA back to town uh, for us to have our office back where there used to be CIDA Etegwini so that then we continue to be accessible. Um, they had committed to give us um, the, 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 the property, the building uh, at, uh, at a free rental that was our discussion with them so then we can have our office there that will that will uh service the whole region but that comes with uh, a lot of certain offices in in in, in hammersdale Bamashu, uh, and so forth that will help us uh, to expand our network 
and and and, and have then graduates coming in uh, to mend uh, those uh, offices, and that uh, becomes key. Obviously, with the work that we'll be doing for uh, for Kilo and Eastern Cape, we're also looking to hire uh, graduates uh, to assist. Uh, with the application forms, I've, we've, in, we've indicated to HR that they need to get us that quickly so that then by the 25th, at least in our branches, there are people that will be able to uh, assist uh, with the forms and everything uh, in terms of assisting the clients. But also we're looking at uh, our network um, in the whole country to employ graduates. Uh, so far, we've indicated that we need at least to have uh, two graduates per branch uh, which will uh, make sure that we we have uh, the biggest uh, one when we hire one of the biggest. I mean, we are hiring the biggest numbers in terms of graduates uh, within uh, the portfolio. Uh, also, making sure that we've got IT uh, graduates and also marketing uh, and digital graduates. Um, as we continue to move forward as an organization, we need to develop our own skills so that we're able to absorb these skills in the near future. Especially in the digital space, we need, and in the marketing space, we need fresh bloods, fresh minds that would come in and change the status quo and, and enable us then to propel forward and to advertise and market the work that we do because we do a lot of work, but people don't know about the work uh, that we do. So based on that, then we need uh, uh, those uh, young minds that uh, whose uh, brains work differently um, and also in, on the IT space. So we need to absorb a big number of graduates in the current financial year um, while we're creating jobs within uh, this country. Chair, the next one is just our provincial split where we sit in terms of budget. The next one is more on the habitat risk. Uh, I will not go into details, but we have uh, the risk identified and the mitigating factors. These are aligned with what I was covering under the external environment and internal environment. Chair, with that, I thank you. And thanks uh, for the time that we've been giving to present our work, but we continue to move forward and to be an agile organization as 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 that we've dealt with problems in the previous year. Uh, I think now it's time for us to move forward and to propel this organization into new heights. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, members. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Chairperson. Um, Thank. Thank you, Chairperson of the board, with your team. I believe it was a long presentation, but it was clear. Uh, I'm happy that you are trying to close the gaps, more especially on the establishment of branches, because as I indicated, our worrying, our worrying factor is the way the people are being assisted. So if you come up with some strategies like you are doing, more special on the collaboration between CIDA and CIFA, it gives us hope that we'll achieve our goals. But let me allow members to collaborate with the presentation. King, you will assist me to identify hands, please. Yes, yes, Chair. I'm still uh, waiting for members. 
Uh, we've got uh, Honorable April, the first one. Honorable April, <laughs> the stage is yours. Chairperson. Uh, I'm worried about you, Chairperson. Yes. Chairperson. Something to step one honorable April, maybe before he can call, proceed. Uh, would like to to acknowledge the DM was just joined, as he has indicated that he will join later. Uh, Deputy Minister uh, Stum has already joined the platform. Thank you. You are welcome, Honorable Deputy Minister. Honorable April, the stage is yours. Um, let me first take this opportunity to say morning to the ministers, the deputy ministers, the chairpersons, the all protocols observed. One has taken good time out to listen to the presentation that has been made by the department. And I would say that um, on paper, uh, the, the, the presentation looks good. It is something that has been presented before. Uh, before the committee, uh, the committee uh, to us this morning, and um, one would want to engage in a couple of the things that is worrisome. You know, uh, Chairperson, when I speak here this morning, I'm not only speaking from the premise of uh, over someone that has got the responsibility to do oversight, but also as a previous businessman who's got uh, knowledge and experience of how a business works. So my my questioning this morning is going to be very. Uh, important in that also during this time of oversight uh, in my constituency, I was visited by three small business owners who I personally took to, to the offices of Sifa and Sida in Kempton Park. And I called on the chairperson and I've called on uh, the, the management in Gauteng. And I told them that the experience of a small business person in uh, in Gauteng, uh, in a specific SIFA uh, office, has been terrible to the point where we had waited for one and a half hour to just be seen. Um, and when I hear the presentations here of how investment is being made into the staff to ensure delivery of uh, this critical work that they are doing, one starts to wonder where those staff are working because um, my, my experience would have been something that is completely different, as I have said, Chairperson. But one yeah, thing yes, to tell us... It shouldn't. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be in a situation where we have things like that happening. But the question is, how much petty cash do we have? And maybe is that the reason that, that we uh, uh, one of the motivating factors? But maybe just to to understand the issue, just to go to the to the major to the root cause of the issue, just to understand who's this? Our risks. Being Are we carrying too much petty cash one. that then becomes um, uh, uh, a risk factor? What are the issues? What's this about? I mean, what were people about? Was it documents? Are there any documents in particular? Protecting Jefferson. King. Use that person. Any thoughts on that? Nothing has come into light. Um, no, no, not really, Chairperson. Um, I wouldn't be in a position to um, understand CFO's office in terms Keep of... Keep that person out, King. 
parents is taught there or how much of the education is taught there. Um, I haven't Without thinking is on anymore. To, um, what was the intention maybe based on the reports for this alleged break-in because we haven't received a confirmation that is taking place in our meeting. Maybe to steal something. So as NAMC, instead of just sitting and not doing anything about the matters, we decided to... This is unacceptable. This is disgusting. You're 100% right. That was the CIFA meeting chair. And chairperson, you need to address the chair of CIFA and his board who's speaking there. When just coming and opening their mic and talking to us. It means they're also not paying attention to what we are saying in this meeting. We are disrespected. Agree? 100% honorable, approve? 100%. I will address it. It's, it's, not, it's not right. Can you proceed on the I'm even worried to bring the couple of things that I want to bring because the challenge at once is what is it's clear that CIFA is busy with another meeting concurrently with the one that we're having and makes one wonder how important is it that the oversight committee meets and get reports that infects or that impacts the kind of work that they do if we are not being taken serious by by this kind of behavior. I can say you tell you assuredly that I know that they are not listening to what I or what we as the portfolio committee has got to say on this very critical and important matters. Like yes, for instance, Chairperson. Dear Chairperson, this is CIFA CEO. I'm here and we're not in a board meeting and that is not us. Okay. All right. Then I will draw from you. And sorry, and sorry, Chair, as well. Um, this is the CFO of CEDA. We are not in any meeting. So who was talking? King, can you investigate that for us and then we'll deal with the matter? Madam Chair, I believe it was Sabiwe Dzingwa. Okay. You will give me the information after this. We'll deal with it. Let's proceed with our program. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, let me continue without uh, any further wasting of time. Um, when we get this report, one would want to find out what is the percentage of CEDA clients that was funded by CIFA. Now, I can tell you, Chairperson, that the percentage of CEDA clients that has been supported by CIFA is almost 0%. And what does it mean for us going forward if you're saying that we are sending small businesses to CEDA in, for, in order for CEDA to take them through a process that, that would take them a couple of years to complete and then to just at the end of the day not get any funding from CIFA. It speaks to the urgent need for the amalgamation and the, for the working together of these departments in order for us to see not just rhetoric or not just good things on paper, but actual tangible things that is on the table. So that is a matter of grave concern that has to be addressed immediately. You see this thing of funding ready. The, 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 the CEDA makes people funding ready. Funding ready for who to fund them? Because CIFA is not funding them. And that is a very, very major impact that we that, that is out there for small businesses. Small businesses are suffering because they are only being made funding ready by CEDA, but the actual funding doesn't happen. Part of the APP, 
my next point. Part of the APP currently should assist us to show that we are heading towards the merger. We should see that structurally, even in the new uh, uh, committees that's going to be put together, that there is actually a concerted effort made to work towards the merger. We should see that we've got a SIDA and SIFA that speaks or sings from the same uh, uh, hymn sheet. That is not currently the state of affairs. We would want to see that uh, in the new structure that is coming up, or at least that is being built, that there is people that is on that that can on both sides speak an amalgamation process that is tangible, one that we can be taken into confidence to or have input into on how it should be happening. It is not happening currently, Chairperson. Chairperson, the next point that I also want to make is that uh, the the, the post-investment work, SIDA's post-investment work, we want to see it on the APP. The post-investment work is important because the investments happen, money gets being paid out by CIFA, but after that money has been paid out, we would want to see SIDA doing some post-investment work and it must be seen in the APP. I actually want us as the uh, portfolio committee to have a proposition that proposes that 50% of the funding of CIFA budget must go to SIDA clients. If we can have half of the funding that from 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 CIFA go to CEDA clients, it means now we are saying we are serious about implementation and working as a unit rather than two separate entities within an entity. That is my proposal that I think must be taken very, very serious. Chairperson, another thing that we see is that corporates have got ESD budgets for supplier developments. I want to check how is CIDA using that market and what legislation can we maybe put in place to ensure that this le- that, that, that it can be maximized uh, for the small business in South Africa. Let me make an example. If you look at uh, this week, I saw that Sasol has got an enterprise development program that they are putting out. If you look at the value of that enterprise development program that Sasol is, 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 is running out, uh, has pulled out this week and said people must directly... Um, uh, apply for that. Where is our department in this thing to maybe speak with uh, the, the corporates and say to the corporates, let's work together because it is their core business. It's their core client that Sasol is calling for. So with public partner participation, we could work together with big conglomerates and, 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 and business in South Africa to ensure that our client, who is the small businesses, stand to benefit the most. I would want to find out what kind of mechanisms is in place to ensure that our people get some expression in these business uh, ESD budgets that is out there, supplier development and so forth. Further to this, Chairperson, and maybe this is thinking big or trying, uh, pushing, uh, pushing or punching above a person's weight level, but the, the, the JSC listed companies, those ones that are listed in South Africa, that is trading in South Africa, there must be a concerted effort done by the departments to say that, let us talk to these companies that is listed in, in our stock exchange to see how they can come and play a role in in the workings of CEDA to maximize entrepreneurship development, inclusion, and participation. Because if we don't do that, we are too many and we have got too many, too much needs for everyone to be getting money from the state coffers. The budget is just not enough, but there is ways and means that this thing should be done, but we need people in CEDA who understand how it works in a corporate conglomerate and how it works to access these things and have a conversation with the state as to how we are going to 
propel transformation at a bigger speed or at a greater speed. The implications of the implementing agents in the deals that we are making, the implications is serious. I, I for one, remember that there was this thing of, of, of clicks or this scam or what, whatever. Uh, and I wanted to check with the department, how far have you gone in terms of, are we oversubscribed? Is the market oversubscribed? Are we supplying? Do we have suppliers that are ready? Are they supplying all of these these uh, these big uh, corporates with, 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 uh, with the things that we have agreed on? And lastly, uh, we have heard the president speak about the hundred the the hundred um, products uh, ring fence for sole supply by small businesses and South African businesses for that matter. Um, where are we with regards to that? I want to see a CEDA and CIFA that works together already, or at least builds a machine that is going to be able to deliver for us and for the small black child on the street. The small business person that is there in a small little uh, caravan or or shop or panel beating or tire shop or whatever to get real kind of assistance from what is available. But we can only do that if we've got officials who's committed to the task and understand the bigger vision at hand and don't interrupt meetings and take us serious enough when we are sitting here. We are not wasting time. We are sitting, we are listening to presentations, but presentations alone is not enough. Presentations don't put bread on the table. Presentations don't change the lives and the livelihoods of our people. Presentations are good, and I give credit to those who put their effort and their time in to explain it. But I want to hear about tangible things that we can go back. We as portfolio committee members have so many times asked on different occasions, here is the person, can the person be assisted? No report backs, no person. I can't point you one person it, it, that has been assisted by coming through uh, my PCO. And that for me is a pain sore. It is a something that I know. I know that not single one of the portfolio committee members can point me to say that this is what has been delivered by this department that we are doing oversight over. And with those words, I know it sounds flammable, but I'm really passionate about seeing change more than words. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable April. <clears throat> next, who's the next hand, King? It's uh, Honorable Matulela. Okay. Honorable Matulela, over to you. Is he still on the platform? I think I it seems as if uh, she has disappeared. She has been kicked out here. Yeah. I think the network because okay. I also experienced thing, yeah. So so far. She's not appearing in the list chair. Maybe okay. we can check the other member. And there's, the, I haven't seen any member who's uh, raised a hand. Okay. Is the whip still in, Honorable Jacobs? <coughs> Is Honorable Jacobs still in? 
No. No, Chair, I don't see him here. Okay. Because he said he will join the delegation to the Western Cape. I believe he's gone. In the absence of any other members, I would like the department to respond to those questions, inputs. Dr. Lovo, with your team, please. If I may, I'm not sure if my the chair was struggling with the network. So, is Mr. Mbata? Yes, I yes. can. Yes, Mbata, yes. I can respond. Yes, respond, respond, respond. Okay, on the on the uh, uh, on the. Oh, yeah, back. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, CE, to interject while you started. And thank you for, for coming through. Uh, thanks for the questions, uh, Chair and members. Um, I wanted to just respond uh, on uh, Honorable April because some of the matters that he is raising are those ones that um, we have also taken very closely to us as a, as, as a board. Um, on CIFA members, on, on CIFA and and um, CIFA and CEDA and getting entrepreneurs ready uh, to get funding, uh, members will remember then will recall that it's something that we've been talking to almost at all our sessions today to say that we have moved closer. I mean, certainly when uh, we started our our tenure as, as, as the board and the tenure is ending, uh, the way the boards, the two boards used to work and the way the boards are working together now, it's very, very different. If we also look at the CEOs as well, how they work together uh, when you compare to three years ago when we started, is very different. When you look at our executive teams as well, how they used to start when we started as a board and how they work now, members will see that indeed we have moved from where we we were to where we are right now. And the reason that movement has happened, uh, the movement has happened because we want um, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the entrepreneurs that have been helped by CEDA to access the funding that is there by CIFA, because we know that with CIFA, we have more control as opposed to other funders outside the public sector in particular, who have their own stringent requirements of what they want. What we have done as well, we are reporting on the numbers of people who've been made ready to access funding and who have who have accessed the funds at CIFA, and that kind of reporting we can give to members. In addition, what we do when we get the report from CIFA on uh, why the people that we have made ready are still not ready to get the funding. We work hand in hand with those entrepreneurs to make sure that they do receive funding, whether it's the funding that they've um, uh, you know, uh, requested immediately or the future funding they get that. So we do that track record and I think uh, both the CEs of both CIFA and CEDA can talk more on those ones and provide the numbers for the members to 
show that, you know, to just give, give a bit of comfort that we have moved, we do understand, yes, we can move and work faster on those items and um, uh, they will talk on on, 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 on on some of the activities that we've, 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 we, we've worked on to ensure that we fast track that and make more 50% and work towards the 50% that Honorable April is talking about. So they will just provide that, that information. On the issues of, of partnerships and collaborations, we have had roadshows, as the Honorable uh, April would know, and other members, we've had roadshows, roadshows that we've had with the ministers as well as with the minister, as well as prior to the ministers, there have been roadshows um, that uh, the, the, the different um, uh, board members have also undertaken with the new minister coming in. What we have done, we have uh, uh, collaborated so that we have one uh, roadshow that talks to both CIFA and CIDA and not separately. And uh, the minister has spoken previously about the benefits that we are getting. Um, it has been reported widely on, um, on, on the media um, and we are working towards, as, as I said earlier, ensuring that we are responsive and we are relevant to what our entrepreneurs are needing out there. Um, CE will also talk to the post-investment work because he mentioned earlier how we've restructured our service offering to ensure that um, you know we are providing relevant um, relevant services that is needed prior uh, funding post-funding as well. So he will speak to that and the changes that have been made and that as well you will see on our APP that we have changed it so that it can be reflective of, of, of the targets that, that that have been sent. There are numerous uh, partners, um, some JSC listed, some not listed, but quite significant out there in the market. Um, I can talk of, of, of the work. Uh, uh, last time we spoke to the uh, members about uh, the trip to Saudi Arabia. There's been um, some of the big companies were invited from South Africa who were at Saudi Arabia where we met there and actually even worked more on how we can get some of, and we're talking millions of, of, of money that our entrepreneurs would be able to access and, 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 and you know, expand and work on, 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 on the issues that they um, that they are um, experiencing. Um, I, I just wanted to give that high level response, Honorable April, to say that we do take your concerns very seriously. We have started working on it. And maybe on our reports, our reports are not very clear to show some of the, um, you know, to talk to some of the concerns that you have just raised. Uh, but I will hand over to CE to maybe provide with, um, you know, uh, tangible technical um, information that would comfort you that we are indeed working on the things that you have raised. Uh, CE, if I can hand over to you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, and, and through Chair, let me just respond to and maybe add to some of the things that the Board Chair has, 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 has talked about. Um, I, I do acknowledge the, 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 the the, the, the matter brought in by uh, Honorable April uh, in terms of the experience. Um, and, and it's one of the things that has informed what we're going to do. As I was saying, that we're going to be doing uh, training on customer centricity and, and delivering uh, to services to customers so that then we can revive the spirit and so that then um, we don't have team members 
you know, who are saying that, you know, they're not available or they've gone to lunch or whatever the case may be, um, that they understand that customers are our number one priority and what it means to serve customers there. Um, and definitely, you know, um, with the, 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 the access points that we're creating will take away the, the queues in, in some of our, 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 our branches so that then we can make sure that clients um, receive their their service in a speedily manner. So those are the things that we'll be targeting in this quarter uh, to make sure that we improve as an as an organisation. Um, and and we we really do appreciate the members' uh, visits because they also give us the, the as we as much as we do our visits, but the independent visits also tells us what problems are there. So then we're able to deal with these things and we don't deal with these things in a branch, but we deal with it in an organization as a whole. So then, because what could be happening in Kempton Park could be happening somewhere in KZN. So so we don't just deal with the Kempton Park office. That's why we're dealing with this customer centricity matter as an organization matter. Um, so then we improve our service uh, delivery and service offering to SMEs. We, we definitely uh, do post-investment work the, we've got that target of uh, uh, mentorship, training, and coaching, which is uh, more most of the of the post investment work. We've got the target on the quality uh, improvement standards. Um, that is also and in compliance. That is more also on the post uh, investment work. So CFA funded clients that um, uh, that require such uh, CFA through the discussion between myself and the CEO uh, of CFA. Uh, CIFA has opened those channels. We have been uh, busy with the SME relief clients uh, where we brought them into CEDA. So then uh, CEDA is offering uh, post-investment support to those clients as a portfolio. That's how we work on these uh, services and, 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 and these platforms going forward. So we're busy with that. Uh, we had a challenge uh, in terms of the POPI Act where that prevents the sharing of information. So we had to write to the SMEs to give CIFA to write to the SMEs rather to give C the access to their documents so we can assist them. Uh, we're moving away from that as a portfolio because in what we're doing now, given the, the images of Poppy, is that then uh, clients, before they get funding, they agree that uh, the information will be shared with the CEDA uh, for 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 further assistance and that has been happening which makes it easy then for CEDA to support uh, CIFA uh, 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 funded uh, clients and that has been my conversation that's what we started last year with uh, Mr. Machamba the, the CEO uh, of uh, CIFA it makes it easy to work we have been uh, engaging and we're able then to do work uh, together as I was saying even the issue of service providers was the same as we we work together to 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 develop that common database to make sure that there's standardization across that. So we've got some trap clients that we've been assisting for pre and post. We've got some SME relief fund, CIFA funded clients that that we've been assisting with uh, all these uh, pre and post uh, activities. And we've got clients then that have been funded by CIFA, um, even on the trap side uh, that we've assisted pre and referred to. Uh, um, uh, uh, to 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 CIFA, we've got clients on the business recovery uh, program that we we, we assisted uh, after the looting that then went and got funding from uh, CIFA. Um, we are busy now with the youth challenge fund where 
the clients that applied or the centers that applied to or at CIFA that didn't meet the requirements, they've been referred to CIDA for CIDA to assist them to meet the requirements. So we're working on that. There's quite a big number of those clients, and then we'll be referring them back uh, to CIFA so that they can get the funding. So that collaboration uh, is working quite very well. We're busy developing systems that can enable that work to be seamless so that then we're able to do that work seamlessly. Um, the CEO of CIFA is here. Uh, he, he, he can attest uh, to that and add if, uh, if he's got anything to add just on that point. We then um, have uh, the, the issues of the private sector and the ESD is of importance to us. We, we, we for example, um, had, a, a, uh, had a, a, a dialogue with the private sector in March, on the 25th of March, where we invited different private sector partners to have a dialogue with us um, so that then we're able to make sure that our SMEs access what they offer. So we did that uh, in March. We've got uh, another one taking place in May on the ecosystem and, and, and that participating in that ecosystem and, and the dialogue. Um, and some of them, I think, also was being led by AFSA. We then also, on the 22 of April, um, we will have a dialogue with the community of practice where we are dealing through the ESD program, where we are dealing with also a roundtable discussion with the private sector on ESD. So that, is, that, is, uh, that will then culminate into an ESD conference uh, that we'll be holding and making sure then that this work moves forward because we believe that we are the ecosystem enabler, and hence we are doing all these things. So then, then when the ESD conference takes place, we're able to have input and shape um, the ESD in this country and how then SMEs access these uh, things. Um, and so by the time they are announced, we're part of that, and our SMEs are able to, bene- uh, to, to benefit. Um, and we are working with SASO, uh, for example, uh, in Secunda, uh, we are working with uh, SASO. Um, they, 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 they provided funding for containers for 20 clients um, that will be benefiting from that through getting those containers. So we have a strong partnership with SASO and we continue to engage them. So those clients uh, would then benefit from that and they're engaging us as well. Um, uh, pick and pay, obviously, more on the Western Cape, but uh, inland as well, we're working with them. We've got work uh, that we're doing. We're doing work with SABI in Bumalanga, you know, we've got SMEs that we are supporting there that are accessing the value chains that we've developed to take advantage of the, of the opportunities and we've trained them. Uh, we've, 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 we've made sure that their services are of the right standard and quality. Uh, we are working with them, Global Platinum in the Bobo. We will be driving a, a big ESD program with them um, and through one of actually CIFA funded partners. So that collaboration continues. Um, and also we're working with Columbus. I'm just mentioning a few that we're working with um, to show that we are in the space. We started conversations uh, through the leadership of the minister with the JSE uh, CEO uh, that is looking at the SMME element. We had a meeting two weeks ago with them. The team is working on collaboration with that unit of the JSE to make sure that then the SMMEs get the relevant or the required uh, 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 support on the JC ESD program and also the JC uh, 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 platform to access even more funding and more markets. So that is work uh, that we are doing. We've already had meetings and the teams are finalizing the agreement so that then we get into that uh, 
space where we're able to develop businesses and 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 to scale them up and become and so they become bigger uh, businesses. So that work is currently underway. So we are working with the private sector. We'll continue through these dialogues and the and the ESD conference that will take place later. Uh, engage and make sure that we, those opportunities are being uh, uh, accessed. Um, we're definitely continuing with the clicks. Uh, there are meetings that are taking place monthly. Um, our uh, Colin, Mr. Colin Lechaud, who is an executive here, uh, acting executive STP, attends those meetings with clicks um, to make sure then that we continue to add more of our SMEs. Yes, these things, they take time because SMEs need to be ready to supply. So from a compliance from packaging, from quality products, everything we're working with clients so that they're able to supply to that market and the discount markets and the likes. So um, that is uh, the work that we've been doing. Um, I think I've covered almost um, everything, Chen. Um, and uh, we thank you for the opportunity. Uh, and as I said, I'm not sure if the CIFA CEO would like to add. Thank you, Chen. Uh, thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, Mbata. And I believe members are satisfied. I'm also satisfied, more especially we've got hope on the issue of the the merging, which will assist us a lot of things. Because once the two are in one institution, we will be able to handle a lot of things. Because our crisis really is the issue of job creation. Um, minister or DG, then the minister, if ever there is any which you would like to say. Chairperson. Yes. Chairperson, it's King. Honorable Baba Matulele had been kicked out by the system, so she's back. She request that she be noted or given a chance. Okay. Honorable Matulela, can you, you present? Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm audible on that side. On your side. You are audible, Honorable Mim. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chair. And the police were committee. I was so very happy in the system. Really, we need to go back. We need to go back to parliament. This thing is disadvantaging us. Okay. okay. Now, Chair, without wasting time, every Wolwani township uh, within the south coast in Poshevskin, where we did not attend during the oversight we did not uh, attend we did not go on that side of south coast at all where they were also victims of unrest during our oversight there are seven small businesses who were banned into ashes some of them, they were, they were having saloons. Uh, some of them, they were having their containers there. But during the unrest, they, they, their businesses were bent into ashes. KZN, SP, in particular, where we were there ourselves in Gauteng, 
people are calling. They are inboxing and further they write to and visit EFF offices to lodge AMA complaints about empty promises of the relief fund that they didn't receive at all up until today. Uh, now we are in a very worst situation of a devastating disaster. And it hit it very hard here in Kevin. Hey, it's very painful, serious. Because these entities, CEDA and CIFA as well, can't be trusted anymore. Our people are on their own under this department. Serious. This is very hurting. You know, I was very happy when this system is kicking me out because I'm very concerned about because about this uh, these entities. We did never deliver as we promised. More especially uh, the, 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 this uh, this small businesses that I'm mentioning. We did never even go and visit them. And now people are, are victims again. On top of being victims. They are victims again. And our people are in are on their own. They are on their own under this department. Serious. I will control it to, 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 to this current government. And I go to enter my way to as I went there. I go. If the Shulagan walks out of the city, send it in oversight, visiting same people, same problem. And now there are even some of them, they are dead. If I can mention two. Of the small businesses, people they are dead. Without promises, we were there ourselves physically. And I, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just so hurt about this thing because we are also there attending. We are the part of this uh, of this uh, portfolio committee. People are asking us questions. We are, we are being implicated. For no good reason, because we are there as as, as members of the portfolio committee, and we don't have power to, to to deliver to our people what was promised by the department itself. We don't have the capacity to to to, to go and do what you promised. That's my my concern and my input, and I'm so 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 happy that we are going again to give these entities money. It is going to be given by government to go and rescue our people. And it will be the same thing because even the, the, the last uh, monies that were promised and everything that was promised to people, they did never receive anything. Shame on your ruling party. Shame on you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I'm now inviting the, the DG. Maybe there is something which you want to say because you are in our midst. Can I call a point of order first? Okay. Uh, what is your point of order? I think Honorable Babalwa is out of order coming to scream here, shame on you, ruling party. She's a person that never attends meetings anyway and make excuses as if she's not getting signal. She must stop that thing. Cannot just rise a point of order without telling us you're rising on which point of order? You can't just say point of order Honor, and you have to Honorable Matulelo, can you listen to the chairperson? I'm chairing this meeting. Uh, Honorable April, I have listened to her. My expectations from you 
honorable members, all of us, regardless of which party you are in, is to assist and guide the the department while doing oversight on what they have presented. If ever the, there is anything which we would like to see, we'll do it in, in, in our portfolio committee. But for now, I'm expecting us to critique analyze the performance plan by the department so that we pronounce ourselves so what is it that we want them to improve uh, what is it that we we applaud them so that's my expectation so I, i've been consistent in doing so that this is not a campaign it's a it's a honorable members portfolio committee where we are representing of course our our party so I would request the, the department to respond on some of the things. And uh, as I've indicated that we believe there will be a light in the tunnel, the merging with its uh, complications will assist us because our role is to do oversight and we believe the role of the department too is to make sure that we reach our target because the crisis we are in now is the issue of delays where our people, uh, those bottlenecks are blocking them to grow and they will appreciate the training, the incubators, as well as the appointment of graduates because it's also a crisis that uh, the department is not visible and the model of service delivery uh, <clears throat> model, which is going district uh, service delivery model, which is going to assist us to relate with other spheres of government. Because for now, at the national level, we're working in silo, province in silo. And the most difficult uh, issue is that this department is not located at provincial level. It is there uh, on the issue of... Uh, Mega Lipompo, what what? But <clears throat> if we can try to assist them and all the departments come on board to make sure that this dream is is being actualized, I think we will will get there. So I am now inviting the department just to respond to certain things. No. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members, for the opportunity. Just a quick question because Just to say, we are very committed to expand the support. Do we have two gadgets, DG? There is a lot of noise. We can't hear properly. Are you using only one gadget? If there is another one open, can you please switch it off? So that you can be audible. Yeah. Uh, no, sir, I'm only using <laughs> Uh, connectivity. Uh, but, uh, just a quick response, Chair, uh, is that we have indicated for the first time in our context of procedure we have for. King, maybe it's only my gadget which has got a problem. I can't hear the DG properly. Yes, Chairperson, is background the background or the network or but is 
his background is making it not there's a noise mm. at his background a lot of noise hello come again yes, try try let's hear you yes sir i was saying the cod indicates uh, that for the first time we have to look at on the expansion of service delivery points that have been aimed for this year uh, which is a very, very big number. So we are doing our very best, given the resources that we have to reach a very important and for the the are very critical and ensuring that we are able to the technical So we continue to improve on this. And so in the current state, and the that are being raised 
by the portfolio committee whose role we take seriously and indeed want to move on uh, making the changes that must be made. But I thank you, Chair, for giving me the chance uh, to make a comment. Thanks very much, Chair. Thank you, DM. Brakin, can we go back to our agenda quickly? Uh, can, you take us can you take us through? Now I was asking whether I can. Uh, now, Chairperson, we are on the consideration and adoption of uh, uh, committee minutes. Mm. Take us through, please. Okay, these are the minutes. Mm. We're doing correction, page one. Page two. Next page. Next page. <clears throat> Thank you, honorable members. Can I have a mover for the adoption of the minutes as the true reflection of what transpired? Honorable members, can we adopt the minutes, please? Chairperson. Yes, Honorable Member. Adoption of the minutes. Thank you. Any second, Honorable Members? Honorable Kruger, second. Madam Chair, I don't think I was at that meeting or I was um, excused oh. early. Sorry. Um, otherwise, okay. I would. Any member which was present in the whole session to second, second the minutes? Good morning, Chairperson. Yeah. Honorable De Villiers, I will second. Thank you, Honorable De Villiers. Um, honorable members, we have come to the end of our meeting. Thank you so much. Let's okay, continue sorry. reading this. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a second. There's a second set of minutes. That, that two sets. Okay. Uh, Present, this please. is the one that I've lighted now. All right. It was on the 1st April. This one was on the 1st April. Uh, okay. Well, I think we'll have to do it then because though it was when the 
had an acting chairperson, Honorable Jacobs. Yeah, I was so not part of I can't, I, I yeah. can't adopt them. We'll, we'll, let us defer them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Chair, there is a question. Uh, maybe the from from Sida, they would like to understand that the portfolio committee accept the the, the APP. So I think that's yeah. The, they are right. Let me yeah. Let me do that formally. Honourable members, can we? Adopt or accept the recommendation by CIFA on their performance plan. Anyone to move? Madam Chair, um, I don't want to move. I think we must just um, note uh, the report. Thank you. The report has been noted. Thank you. Um, honorable members and our honorable ministers and our officials, thank you so much for having honored this meeting and your participation was is highly appreciated. Uh, we will uh, receive, we'll continue interacting with the departments, the two departments on the issue of the major because it's, it's urgent. As, Dr. as Deputy Minister from the DPSA has indicated, uh, I believe we'll find each other to make sure that things are moving smoothly in this department. Thank you so much. The meeting stand agent. Recording stopped.
they are right. Let me, yeah, let me do that formally. Honorable members, can we adopt or accept the recommendation by CIFA on their performance plan? Anyone to move? Okay, um, I don't want to move. I think we must just um, note uh, the report. Thank you. The report has been noted. Thank you. Um, Honourable members and our... Yeah, we will write.